everyone? This is Riley Madison, and you are listening to Sunset Flip Radio. Hello, everybody out there on the radio waves. Welcome back to another episode of Sunset Flip Radio. As always, I'm your co-host, the Million Dollar Father, Mr. Thomas Lisi. Always join, usually in the same room as the man, but now he's on the telephone because he has daddy duties today, Mr. Alex Drayton. Hey, sorry for the I thought I lost him for a second. I thought I lost you for a no, second. No, but... no. I had to just make sure she didn't hurt her finger. Yeah. So as as Alex is watching his daughter and as I'm sitting in the room by myself, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend is one of the core four pay-per-views. Started off in oh, 19... Yeah. Started off in 1988, ladies and gentlemen. The latest edition of SummerSlam is this weekend, and Sons of Flip Radio is going to be your number one podcast for the go home. I guess this is our go home show for SummerSlam, and there yeah, is some. Uh, ours is better than their show, you know. Yeah. Now we released an episode two days ago about Alex's. Uh, depiction of Monday Night Raw from this past weekend in Madison Square Garden. You can listen to that episode wherever you get your podcasts, probably the same place that you're listening to this one, so thank you for that if you already did listen, but the WWE, you know, they do have some pressure on them with Triple H leading creative now and Vince officially, unofficially, maybe kayfabe retiring and who knows where... If he's still pulling the strings backstage, but one of the biggest matches for SummerSlam, in my opinion, I mean, because again, why do we watch wrestling? We watch wrestling for the entertainment, for the wrestling. A lot of people watch wrestling for different reasons, but I watch wrestling. I mean, I would say 70-30 wrestling to entertainment. The much-anticipated match between Seth Rollins and Riddle was supposed to happen this weekend. It would have been a great singles match. Actually, I called that match to open up SummerSlam last week on our yes, latest you episode. Yes, you did. But in a... And we talked about that being one of the only bright spots that we thought we would get. Mm-hmm. Something new that wasn't so much redundant. And, uh, you know, as of, I believe, yesterday, that's officially off the table. Yes, in a dramatic chain of events, the WWE has decided to pull the match between Riddle and Rollins, which just leaves wrestling fans wondering why. Now, if people like myself, like the pillage through the dirt sheets, they probably found this information as soon as it was released that Riddle, there is no injury, okay? They're playing it off as an injury angle. Riddle is not hurt, but instead, the reasoning that they're pulling this match is because they want more creative firepower going into Clash at the Castle on September 3rd. Right. Now, when you look at this match, and actually, don't even look at the match. Sorry to cut you off. It's a 40,000-person stadium, if I'm not mistaken, over there in uh, the Clash at the Castle. Mm -hmm. So, you know... If this really is a decision to pull that match, and I forget what the total is um, matches we have, minus one now. I think it's back at eight. You know, now everybody's got to get at least 15 minutes worth of time extra. Mm -hmm. So we got to – so here's from from Triple H's perspective, right? He knows this is what people have been waiting for. I got to give them what they want. Does he – 
does he feel that sense of urgency, that sense of like, I got to knock this out of the park. I'm going to be kind of viewed as this is my coming out party. I don't personally think he gives a damn. However, I think he's looking more towards the long run. Great. What'd you say? I think he's looking more towards the long run. I think he knows it's going to take some time that what the end game is. It's always that, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a journeyman, you know, he's been there forever, so he understands the business, and, you know, you can be flashy, everybody likes to be flashy, but the longevity, I think, is what people are attracted to the most. Every once in a while, everybody gets thrown a bone, every dog has their day, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm curious to see, I, I hope somebody's got a little something up their sleeve, personally, because, you know, the whole other card, after this match that has now been pulled... You got to sell me on it. If you're a salesman and you can sell salt to a slug, how are you going to sell this pay-per-view or premium live event to me if I didn't have Peacock and I want to watch it? How do you sell this to me? And I think that's what's important. It's like in a restaurant, right? Tom, for us, you know, we always refer back to cooking in some sort of form in every episode. Unfortunately, we do. Why am I going to come to your place when the people across the street have the same thing for a little bit cheaper? Why am I coming to you? Same reason here. At the end of the day, it's still a business. I don't understand. I mean, I'm I'm kind of mad because I was. I mean, you know, the fan in me. You know, not not even talking about it because that's what we do here as a hobby on Sunset Flip Radio. But you know, as a wrestling fan, I was excited to see this match, and as a wrestling fan, I was excited to see how Triple H would put his little twist on it. Because remember, all the work that he did in NXT was phenomenal. Riddle was really good down there. You know, and and even Seth Rollins, what he did to his career. So I mean, he sees some trust in those two guys, and I mean, I I was really kind of bummed when I heard that. But I mean, maybe in the long run. But then, but then I say to myself, how much more creative can you get? Because you know, the personalities of the two wrestlers, you know, they they never had grudges before. Like like all of a sudden like they're gonna build this huge feud, but like what's the payoff? It wasn't like the Seth Rollins edge feud where Seth Rollins knocked him out at the garden for SmackDown and you know, you were there and they had that epic oh, yeah, was there for that, they, yeah. they had that epic trilogy which capped off as the best wrestling match of last year in Saudi Arabia. But I mean like there there's not gonna be no payoff with that. What's the payoff? Randy Orton's gonna come back this weekend and wrestle against Seth Rollins? No, because Randy Orton's hurt for the rest of the year. So Maybe unless that's why they pushed it back. They they looked at every matchup and was like, Okay, where did it begin and where is it going? This Riddle and Rollins kind of got hot, uh, you know, fast-tracked to where we are today. So maybe they were like, it can benefit from an extra month and a little bit longer of a payoff. Which, uh, you know, thinking from the outside in, you know, talking about it out loud now, it does seem like a better idea because, listen, those guys can work. There are two talents that... um, it can be shown that you can just throw them into something and they're, they're good enough to figure it out. You know, Riddle's pretty much one of those upper echelon guys, I, I would assume. Um, and the way he's booked and a lot of things, it's pretty safe to assume that as well. And we all know about that song, so I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, he can do anything. Time, but, you know, they, can, they see this feud as like, can pick up at any moment, doesn't matter. And I think that's what 
you know, looking at it through that lens, I think that's how they thought about it. Yeah, but then... So write it off, give it a little extra time to cook, and then really get something, because then what the, how is Clash at the Castle going to be set up? Is it SummerSlam rematches, like WrestleMania backlashes, or, you know, what? We all know we're going to get a Drew or um, Sheamus versus, I'm assuming it's going to be Roman. Um, although we still have to talk about that match and, and where, you know, the, that championship championships are going to go. Um, and then now you have uh, presumably the Rollins and Riddle feud carrying on to that as well. So you got to sell, you got to put butts in seats over there. You know, when it comes, when we talk about the next premium live event, you know, it's not really looking good for Liv Morgan with her chances of retaining. Nah. I think. I mean, we'll talk about that. Because again, you got to sell tickets. I, I know putting the cart before the horse there, but uh, it's something to think about. Yeah, I mean, we'll 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 talk about that in a couple of minutes. But I mean, I just you know, just back to close it out with Riddle and and Rollins is, you know, like we talk about. You know, Seth Rollins can do any promo for revenge or whatever. But, like, to me, Riddle is the same one-trick pony stoner comedy guy. And, and like, that's his free pass. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. That's all that he has. He has that st- He has that stoner comedy. What's he going to do? He's going to come out dressed like Seth Rollins and do his dance. And that's pretty much it. Like, there's really no firepower beneath him to do anything spectacular that would really make this feud more than what it is. This feud, to me, is just Seth Rollins cost Riddle an opportunity or cost them a match, and they're going tit for tat. That's all it is. Like, there's no intertwinings about it. You know, Riddle's not talking about his wife or his kid. You know what I mean? And Rollins isn't talking about Riddle's past and accusations of cheating on his wife with his kids. You know what I mean? So, like, to me, it's just... And they have exchanged words personally backstage like a year or so ago. So there is a little bit of history. Okay, yeah, but I mean, Riddle's a dickhead. I mean, you know, it was documented with Goldberg and Riddle when they got face-to-face in an, not an argument, but it was kind of an argument between the two of them. But I mean, to me, this just seems like it's a really bad decision by WWE because you're taken away from probably the most talented wrestling match in the ring that whole weekend, aside from the Usos and Street Profits that we're going to see. But at the same time, you're saving this match for an event that's held overseas, which is going to be main evented by Drew and Roman, where all the attention's going to go towards that. So that buildup's going to be twice as big as this match between Riddle and Rollins. And this could have been a great way to lead off SummerSlam as being a banger of a match. But again, to me, I think it's a bad decision, and we'll just see how it goes. That's all you can do. I mean, if they're going to bring somebody in, are they going to bring somebody in to come wrestle Seth Rollins? Are we going to have another part of WrestleMania where they brought in Cody Rhodes? Now it's going to be, okay, who are we going to bring in to wrestle Seth Rollins? Because he has a media event in Nashville that weekend that he's obligated to attend. So now if he's going to wrestle, who is he going to wrestle? Gargano. Gargano? Gargano? Okay. media from one to... One to four, one to five or something. It's noted he's at StarCast 5, and uh, he's in town. Okay. back. There's people, there's former talent on record saying that, you know, some would have stayed if if Trips was, you know, had the position he has now. Yeah, Black, Andrade. Months ago. Black, Andrade, probably Keith Lee. 
Carrion Cross. Alistair Black, I heard, is locked in for another five years. So 2027. Yeah. Yeah. He's locked. Andrade's locked. Keith Lee is locked. Um, and that's fine. That's, that's fine. But I mean, do their thing. yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody knew when they come back. Yeah, I don't think anybody knew it was going to happen. I mean, if it was their choice now, yeah, they would have came back. But maybe you know, I heard that 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 they're trying to bring back Naomi and Sasha and someone like Johnny Gar- and 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 someone like Johnny Gargano is a good talent to bring in. Apparently, he's still really high in Champa, so maybe we'll see a rise in Champa. But that's just the that's just what Triple H brings to the table. But I mean, for this to be his first big decision i guess where you can say hey i'm gonna drop this this rollins and riddle match from this weekend he has to have something in the back of his mind saying all right rollins rollins is still gonna wrestle against this person and this person has to be someone that's off the charts this person has to be became available that wasn't available a week and a half ago before all this news got to where it was this match got canceled on monday so yes expendable because they can push it to a later date, right? I I think that might be our one surprise. You know, you just hit the nail on the head there, saying, you know, is this Rollins just stick now that he faces new people that he never knows? Let him do it. That's whatever. perfectly fine. I mean, he's been doing anything that that the WWE's been asking of him since he first came into the company. So if if he has to be if he has to if he has to be the guy that lays down for the new guy to get over like he did with yeah if he has to be the guy because who else is going to do that no one else can measure up I think to the wrestling ability of Seth Rollins and if you tie in everything together including his promo work and his in ring ability right now he is the one that is holding the torch even though he's not the real champion so I mean. For that to happen, that's fine, and I don't think he really cares. I think he knows what his job is. I think he knows that he's going to be paid off down the road sometimes by Triple H to be the champion one day, and I think right now he's just having the time of his life and putting people over, and that's perfectly fine. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know, to be honest, you you know, people would give their their left nut to be um, in that kind of position like he is. Mm -hmm. Still highly regarded by the company not the top guy because obviously we know who that is but uh, 1a you know it's the 1b to the 1a and that's not a bad place he's not in the main event picture but he could be at any moment Mm -hmm. insert such and insert seth here and it's phenomenal everywhere that is true and i think things like that matter you know yeah we call him a role player but damn if he doesn't do his job and then some. And then mm-hmm. it makes everybody look so much better. Exactly. But when you're good, you're great. That's all you that's need it. to be. And especially with Triple H in charge, that's that's really all that you need to be. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to... Six months from now, nothing's going to happen overnight. A couple little things here and there that might pop us big, huge marks. You know, our super fans. But, um... <clears throat> Ow. Oh man, I'm getting old. My back. Jesus. I'm trying to get this kid over here. She's crawling <laughs> out of, you know, all, all over the place. Anyway, but to, to, you know, we might get a couple little bones thrown our way for, you know, we'll get something. Fans. And then yeah. six months down the line, you'll notice a big change. It's not going to happen overnight. I heard morale is obviously through the roof. Um, it's probably, I mean, it's a lot better since Vince is left, probably. He's going to be serving a lot of masters, 
and trying to have everybody who was like, oh my God, you know, it's the one thing to be the man. But then when, you know, you're the most popular person, unfortunately, it's a business, you're going to have to disappoint some people. Mm-hmm. Now he will understand what it is to be in that position, to make those decisions, him and, and, and Steph. And now let's see how when your favorite person before isn't your favorite person anymore because you had to make business decisions. We'll see. My daughter plays with toys. <laughs> so, so leading from the Rollins and Riddle match, that's not going to happen. Um, I mean, you know, we're just going to give our opinion on, on this weekend and see what happens. I mean, this show is dedicated all to SummerSlam because it has a right to be because SummerSlam is a huge pay-per-view. So, I mean, you know, we're going we're gonna to give you that information. But, um, you know, leading into the women's side of the of the company, we have Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan. We have Bianca versus Becky Lynch. I mean, right now, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot straight from the hip. I think Liv Morgan and I think Bianca are going to retain. I think Liv Morgan is going to retain in a way that you're going to see a returning Charlotte Flair, in my opinion. Um, I think that we're going to see two returns. I think we're going to see Bailey somehow end up on the show. And I think that Charlotte is going to end up sometime on the show because Charlotte and Ronda have a lot of unfinished work. And I think that Liv Morgan being champion is the best way to do it because if Charlotte goes over on Ronda, it's not going to be for a belt to make Ronda look weak like that. That's why I feel like something like a TLC or like we're going to see maybe a first for those two because that feud stems back all the way from WrestleMania 35 when they were in the main event together. So, I mean, I do feel like Charlotte is going to come in and and take away the spotlight of Liv versus Ronda and cost Ronda that. So, you know, she would win by disqualification. Yeah. So, and then Liv would be just thrown in with somebody else. But I think the real focus of that is you're going to see Ronda and Charlotte have a feud. And then I think that because Bailey's on the cusp of coming back and I think that Becky Lynch can afford the loss and to kind of, you know, I I think it's still going to be a squash. I think it's going to be a, basically a, a reversal of uh, fortune from last year's SummerSlam where Becky goes over. I mean, where Bianca goes over and Becky really quick, and then I think you're going to see a returning Bailey. That's just my opinion. So yeah, that's fair. I mean, it, you know, it kind of writes itself. I mean, this, so here's the good thing, right? We, you know, what do we do? Fantasy book 101 every single week. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been we've been booking that for quite some time um and the story is there to be told you know in the past wwe turns the opposite way from these things the the completely obvious way to go they don't go in that direction mm-hmm. very rarely do they do that um and you know now i think we're we're in a period of time where we'll start to see things become a little bit more logical The safer choice, the 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 safest choice may work. Things and those things will continue, but you know, I I think you'll get a little bit more um, quality, more sure writers and sure, you know, more reaffirming um, decisions made that uh, show up on your television every week. Yeah, not not stupid things. I think I think they're going to play the safe approach. I think that. You know, if they're up by three touchdowns, they're not gonna. With two minutes left, they're not gonna throw a hail mary. 
You know, I mean, like, I think they're going to play safe. They're going to play it safe, but they're going to play it smart. They're going to keep their listener on their feet, still deliver some of that, you know, that little firepower with the return here and there or, you know, the f- some like a vignette or whatever. But they're going to stick to what they're good at. They're going to stick to booking all these shows. They're going to stick to a great schedule. They're going to stick to a three-hour show. They're going to stick to entertainment and jokes but at the same time still focus on wrestling they're going to stick to what they are good at but triple h is going to give his creative spin like he did in nxt but now he has a chance of bringing it in on a much more broad scale so i think they play it safe but at the same time like i said they're gonna bring some wrestlers back because the women's division desperately needs it and it looks like even if alexa bliss is next in line from her promo the other night I still yeah. think that you can bring was, uh, Bailey into for uh, Alexa Bliss, and I think her husband Ryan Cabrera was there. And you know how I know that because Aubrey spotted him in the crowd. I'm like, how did you find him? Really? Yeah. She found. Him. I was like, okay. Hmm. Ryan, what a lucky guy. Yeah, man. What a lucky guy. How do you feel about Pat McAfee this weekend? Um. I think he's gonna take the L, but I think that it will be a scary good match. I think that I think if you yeah, take away, Julia see Julia agrees. <laughs> Julia Julia agrees too. If you if you take away the Rollins Riddle match, which was my opinion of being like the sleeper slash slash best match of the night, I think that we can insert this. We talked about this two weeks ago. I think that you can insert the McAfee Corbin match as being a sleeper good match. Yep. I don't know what it is with McAfee. I think McAfee's like the next. I think McAfee is the new Shane McMahon, where he he, he does the commentating. Uh, he great. does. Oh man, well said, my friend. Well he, like, said. Like Mac McAfee's like the like the new Shane McMahon. Sure he goes through the correct pane of glass this time. Yes, I mean he's doing all these wonky things, and he's getting stunned by Stone Cold, and he's. You know, jumping off the cage in NXT War Games, and he, he's doing basically yeah, everything well, that he needs to do. Stone Cold is a rite of passage. I mean, you know, yeah. that's a whole thing. But mm-hmm. I think that he's this generation's uh, Shane McMahon, definitely. But I mean, I I do think it's going to be a sneaky good match. Um, I do. They have history. They train together. Like, I mean, it should be. It should be good. And, and, and to be honest, Pat McAfee is so over with the crowd that if he loses every single match, it's perfectly fine. It really yeah, is. Because everybody will think that eventually he's going to get one, you know? Yeah. He lost. And I think he's he, lost he every match, hasn't he? From winning. I think Corbin benefits the most from winning, obviously. I mean, he's got to get a win. I believe he's taken nothing but L's in the last few major matches, so... Yeah, I mean, Pat McAfee lost. Pat McAfee lost to Adam Cole, and then he lost in War Games, and then he didn't he lose to Theory. Um, No, I I, it's it's a little schmozzy there. I think Theory. No, I think he beat Theory, and then he lost to Vince McMahon. So I mean. He's one in three in his career, and one of your losses against Vince McMahon. That I mean, I guess they have to have some faith in you, but no match, go figure. Right? Yeah, I, I I do think that he's gonna do some fancy some fancy training. Maybe he'll you know he'll do that spot where he runs to the corner and jumps on top of the third rope off the ground, and 
He'll do some he'll do some wonky little spot that like he's asked like Shane McMahon used to do in every match that he was in, but I do feel like Baron Corbin does I mean what's his name? Happy Corbin now? Is he still happy? Maybe yeah. you know, I think that he needs to get his career back on track and I think that he may go through another character change, but I do think that he needs this win over Corbin. Yeah, I think that he'll eat uh, I mean over days, McAfee. Remember, only only uh McIntyre's kicked out of that. Yes, um, and I don't really foresee anybody else no. getting out of that anytime soon. No, if if um, if Roman yeah. Reigns never kicked out of it, and Drew McIntyre is the only person, right, exactly. Name the two people that have kicked out of the end of days. All right, this is easy. I'm gonna say Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. No, Pat McAfee. No, see, like that 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 doesn't sound good. Okay. Yeah. There's no it way. Tarnishes everything that happened. There's no way that Pat McAfee is going to kick out of the end of days, especially with Baron Corbin being one of the most safest workers in the company. I just yeah. foresee that happening, and I, and I definitely see Corbin winning. Um, that, 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 the tag team match, Usos and Street Profits, to tail as old as time, you know, I think this is going to be the no, final chapter. Might. This might open your show now. Yeah, yeah. I, I do have to agree with you. Even much, even though I hate tag matches opening shows, I do have to agree with you on this. You hate it, but you know it happens. Like, it does. Oh, no, it does. It does. I'm not stupid at this point. Era, we've been like doing this podcast for almost... We've been doing this podcast for a couple of years now, and I finally realized three that... three quarters of the pay-per-views opened up with uh, tag matches. Yeah. I, we've been doing this forever, and every time we predict match openings, you always say tag match, and I look at you like like you're, like you're you have six heads, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no. Now I finally learned my lesson, but... Um, I think this match is going to be the final one in this in this um, rivalry between the Street Profits and the Usos. I think that, you know, between the stipulations that they've had and all these different matches and the, and the crowd participation from their last one at Money in the Bank, I think that this is going to be just the final nail in the coffin. Um, this is where I do see the turn, though, happening. I think that... Even though, like we said, you're taking away a really good match with Rollins and Riddle, you still have to have some of those shock and awe moments. And one of those shock and awe yeah. moments is going to be the Street Profits breaking up. And you're going to see that happen this Saturday, in my opinion. And and what'll be funny is, you know, they teased it a few weeks back on television and on a podcast that WWE has with Corey Graves. And, um, you know... Since then, there hasn't been any mention of it. Nothing on TV. I don't know if they mentioned anything uh, on Raw this week because I was there at the show, so I couldn't hear commentary, of course. Um, so, you know, they planted a seed, made you forget about it, and then they'll probably hit you with one of those. It'll be crazy. I mean, they had awesome New York Knicks gear on on Monday. Totally popped the crowd. Huge pop for that. I think it's going to be Dawkins, man. Um, so we'll I think it's going to be Dawkins. I think Dawkins is going to turn on uh, on uh, Montez Ford. I think that's going to be. I think we're going to see something like you're going to see like the Street Profits in the middle of the ring at the end get like a standing ovation, and then they're going to hold each other's arms up. And I think that Dawkins is going to. Yeah, Dawkins. Dawkins is going to swing on Ford and take him out. So. He's going to hit him with, uh, what do they call it, his, the anointment, which is like basically like a spine buster sort of mm -hmm. deal. Yeah, because honestly, it's probably time for them to break up. I mean, there's really no treading that water because as long as the tribal chief is still champion, 
which he still may be. We're going to say that for for the for the big spectacular finish, but um, yeah, he may be your champion. But as long as he's the champion, the Usos are going to be tag champions because you can't you can't stop selling the shirts with them holding all the belts. You can't have you know the the fantastic openings and all the pyro with them holding all six belts. No. As long as Roman's a champion, so are the Usos. And that's going to happen still on Saturday. Which leads us to this interesting time because we have the tease of a cash-in from Mr. Money in the Bank Theory, who does have a match against Bobby Lashley, which I do think Bobby's going to retain because... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the briefcase is more important than the U.S. title. But you have someone that's threatening to cash in, and then you have a battle of the ages, the final battle between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, which the which the WWE has gone on the record and said that this is probably going to be the last match with them, and it should be because you know I thought that was the last match at WrestleMania, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah. Um. They're so, building footage for another Rivals on a for, like, five years down the line. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all they're doing. They're, 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 they're like, it's like, you know, when, when quarterbacks pad their stats on a shitty team, they're just padding their stats on these shitty matches between Roman and Brock. Um, I, I, Can you name one? I'm just tired of talking about it. That, like mattered you know what i mean like, I, well i do think they're i think their wrestlemania match in new orleans where you were at again um i think that was probably the most meaningful match because yeah, i mean it, it was because there was a lot of things that everybody thought and they totally pulled the rug out from everybody um and they kept they didn't go in the direction that people were angry by them going into. Well, no, that's um, because uh, everybody thought Brock was done. Yep. Everybody thought that Brock was leaving to go back to UFC, but it really wasn't. So, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, you know, we here in Sons of Flipperito, we talk about wrestling and we talk about, you know, probably 99% wrestling, 1%, just whatever we decide that's not wrestling. But, I mean, I don't know, I don't know about you, but, like, I'm getting just tired and like a little bit bored, and like it, it takes a lot out of me talking about this feud because like I'm bored, brother. I, I yeah, I I find myself just like you know treading water with this. Like, where are we going? Like, like, do we really think that Brock's gonna beat Roman? Do we really think that Theory's gonna cash? Like, I can't see Theory cashing in on Roman Reigns. If guys but like, I think that's the point. I, you know, what we talk about all the things we can't see, and like now it's so unpredictable. Who knows what the direction was with Vince and where, it, and now where it's go- going with trips? Um, like, I, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, would you, if they did decide to take it off a of Roman, which I think would be very unceremonious. And obviously, it screws up. Not at a su- not at a SummerSlam from Theory, though. Well, I mean, he doesn't have to. He can cash in, but he doesn't have to win. But yeah. I mean, I would rather see that. I think that's the more. I think that's the more approach. Is, is the the money? I think honestly, the match is the match, whatever. But I think the failed cash in. But then it, it's like, so you only had the briefcase for four weeks, and then they've been doing a very good job. A very, very good job. 
Now, now let's take a step back since he got the briefcase. What the briefcase is about and what he's been doing, Theory's been doing with it. I got to be honest, I want him to hold on to that briefcase for a very long time and continue to keep doing the same thing. Because when he just popped up in the middle of a segment it's kind of funny. between you know, the main event... You know, you're like, oh shit! You always keep forgetting about it. And you yeah, and best. I mean, he his his dialogue is pretty good when he talks about you know being the youngest Money in the Bank champion and all this stuff. And he's basically he's he's basically it's funny because this guy has a feud with everybody on the roster. Did you ever notice that? I was gonna say he's in, he's involved in he's got things. Yeah, it's yeah. weird between Bobby and Drew. And like Roman and Brock and, and the Street Profits and Mad Cat Moss and like just random people, yeah. Usos. Like this guy's literally working with everybody on the staff, and it's kind of funny because is the payoff going to happen at SummerSlam? Is the SummerSlam credits going to end and we're going to see Theory as the World Universal, whatever the fuck you want to call it, champion? Is he going to be the him holding the briefcase uh, four weeks ago? Yeah. Or Brock can beat Roman and then he cashes in on Brock. So. Well, that would, I think, be the more logical thing. There's no way he's beating Roman. No, 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 no. I, I can't, man. I, like I told you, there's one per. <laughs> I just can't. No. Like, honestly, like, this is just. I'm just tired of talking about between Roman and. And Brock, I'm just sick of it. And I, I know the plan originally was supposed to be Randy versus uh, Roman, which would have been ten times better in my opinion. Then I would have then I would have believed yeah, more of Theory cashing in because. And that's something new too. I mean, you know, unfortunately with injuries, we lost out on a lot of things in the last calendar year. We have From absolutely the side of things all the way to the men's side, of course. Mm-hmm. So. so I mean, you know, enough enough talking about it. Where where do we see this going? Okay. I see Roman winning, beating Brock. Vince is done. Brock is going to be done. I think... The last time you see Brock Lesnar. One of the very last times. One of the very okay. last times. I, I just think... You I know he's got, he's got a... Um... He's got a contract date for that fucking Saudi show. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, I, I just, I just yeah. feel like I, I, I think the well is dry now. I think that we've all had enough of him coming back, him being a good cowboy, him with Bro- with Paul Heyman, him doing this, him done? doing that. Have we? I've have. I've definitely had enough. Honestly, I, like I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm probably the opposite of you. I said, I. The Roman Brock thing, okay, I'm over that. Mm-hmm. I'm not over Brock Lesnar as a whole. Okay, if so he just changes course and moves this feud to somebody else, not for a belt or I just whatever. Uh, I just feel like there's not there's nobody else on the roster that's going to be up to his level of where he's been, besides Roman well, Reigns. For, that's for Brock to decide. Uh, we all know that. I mean, you know, he's gonna. If he picks you or he wants to work with you, you know what you get out of him. What was what was uh, what sure was Brock's last feud? What was Brock's last feud before Roman Reigns? Well, it was, uh, maybe Goldberg. 
that's way back. But well, Drew McIntyre when he when Drew, Drew beat McIntyre, him technically, yeah. Yeah, Drew True. beat him at COVID Mania, and then he came back, and I guess he came for Roman. Yeah, he, wherever the belt is, is, he, is where he's going. Yeah, he so happens to be on the same. I mean, I think the only person that. I think the only person that I would want to see Brock wrestle is that fantasy match between him and Bobby Lashley. Oh. But then you're going to need a lot of time and a lot of storytelling to get that going because they're both faces right now. And obviously, in the world of professional wrestling, there's always a good guy and there's always a bad guy. So who's going to be the bad right. guy? It can't be Bobby. Can... It can't be Bobby because no, Bobby's, right Bobby's, Bobby's doing too good. Bobby's too, doing man. too good, man. This is the best Bobby. I tell you, this is the best Bobby Lashley since he since he went over clean on Roman Reigns at Payback. And Bobby not many Lashley. people remember that. But, I mean, for Bobby to come back or to Bobby to have this reign again and for him to go over on on Brock, um, where where can this match happen? Like, where where do we see it? Are, are we done with Brock? Um, well, I don't think we're done with Brock yet. I think we got one more year out of him. Okay. Um, but, you know, you got Mania in L.A. Yeah. I I mean I'll watch I'll watch Bobby versus Brock at WrestleMania. I mean why not? Brock's, Brock's final match. Speaking of WrestleMania, yep. hey now, uh, we hey. should have we should have talked about this a lot earlier, but uh, WrestleMania 40, ladies and gentlemen, is officially booked for April 6th and 7th, I think, 2024, in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wow. Um, I'll tell you right now, I'm going both days. All right, all right, I'm right there. With I'm you. I'm going both days. I might stay overnight in Philadelphia at a hotel and just hang out down there. Hey, or whatever. I mean, you know, it's really not that far to come all the way home and save some money. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah, I may know. I I literally may book a hotel room even before I get tickets. But yeah, um, and uh, you know, I would figure that uh, Paul Heyman would go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, that's a good call right there. Philadelphia, ECW. But, I mean, obviously, you know, Sons of Flip Radio two years from now will be... Wow, that's a lot of episodes. But, uh, you know, we're, uh, we'll are we talk about it here and there. But know that we'll be there and we'll probably do something live. But whatever, that's plenty of time to think about it. But back to, uh, <coughs> back to the main event of SummerSlam, Roman and Brock. I do think Roman's going to win. And I do not think that Theory is going to cash in. Mm. What do you think? Um, I'm probably right there with you. Um, you know, Roman retains. You know, Roman can... So here's the thing. It's the last man standing match, which essentially makes it no disqualification. So anything is possible here. It is. Theory can be involved for this whole match, mm-hmm. beat the shit out of both of them, or come in and... and beat him up in spurts, whatever, never attempt to cash in and just kind of try to pick his spot, pick his moment when, uh, you know, when one of them, you know, gets counted to 10 and doesn't make it back to their feet. And, and that's how that could go. I mean, I, I'm just saying there's so many ways of what can happen. It's not going to stay in the ring, obviously. No. Um, and the match length, I mean, listen, we always talk about booking and placement of matches this is obviously your main event when it starts will determine how it's going to end i think mm-hmm. 
I think that's a fair assumption. If it's uh, we're knocking on the door of eleven o'clock here, I mean, meaning like fifteen minutes left. Yeah, it's ten forty-five. This match, the bell rings at ten forty-five. Roman starts walking out at nine o'clock. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like our generation's Undertaker for uh, timing <laughs> of his entrance. Oh yeah. It was pretty long. Let me tell you how. I long think I it's had five. Actually, I think I, I think I timed it. I think it's five minutes. I think it's five minutes from, because he doesn't come right out after his music hits. It, it is delayed, and then from that delay all the way into the ring for the second time, the pyro goes off. Five, maybe pushing six minutes. Yeah, it is. I noticed that. I noticed that when I was watching Raw, he came out at like. It started at eight, but then he came out of he came out of the entrance right when it was like eight oh one, and then yep. when he got in the ring, like he started talking at eight oh five. But yeah. um, no, I mean, cause uh, okay, names like Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Cesaro, Brock Lesnar, um, who am I missing? Uh, Braun Strowman, The Fiend, all these guys that lost to Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Hey. Edge, Daniel Bryan. Oh, Daniel Bryan. You think of these names. That's you know, that's that's a lot of Hall of Famers or soon to be Hall of Famers. I just can't put I can't say as a wrestling fan, hey, Brock Lesnar didn't beat Roman Reigns, but Theory did. Mm. That doesn't sound too good. It doesn't sit well. <laughs> no. So I that's why I just hey, don't feel listen, like I feel like the know, Yeah. The ultimate heel move here. Here, here's what I would do. Like, here's some shady shit. Like, if I was Theory, right? What you know? If, if, if they're really putting the rocket to this guy's back, yeah, he could have the audio guy play the rock's music, distract him, and then cash in and try to feed him. No, don't do that. Um, oh, boop, 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 boop. sorry, I have to make sure she doesn't cry. Okay, she's good. Um, you know, I mean, that's really, you know, it's really thinking outside the box there, but, um, it is, you know, that could happen. Do we get the rock? No, we always talk about, Uh, no, no, I think, I think that we're not going to get the rock. I think we're going to get him later, but then see the rock plays the big role in this because the rock is going to cost Roman. Then he's going to get cashed in on. I think the rock has to be the catalyst. Here's another thing. Now that WrestleMania is going to be in Philly, I'm the in 2024 do you push this match back another Wrestlemania because remember what happened in Philly at the Royal Rumble in 2015 yeah that's that's a long time ago long term booking so you mean to tell me that the that Roman Reigns can be champion for another two years it doesn't have to be champion yeah I know but but it doesn't mean that he can't win it once or twice in that time period but I'm Again, I'm just throwing stuff against the wall to see if anything. The first ever 600 day champion, <laughs> fucking Bruno San Martino uh, 12, style. 1200 day. Fucking Bruno San Martino, like he's like the fabulous Mula who was champion for like 42 years. Oh God! But just minus the minus the rape and hazing allegations of what fabulous Mula yeah. was. You so, know, typical. Yeah. So I mean. I think that we're pretty much we're pretty much level headed on SummerSlam. I think that we both have the expectations, and maybe you, the wrestling fan, has the expectations that hey, this may not be as shitty as we think. 
So the only it's thing that we can do. You know, when we shoot low with them, mm -hmm. they actually come back and hit us pretty high. Yeah, and then we shoot high you like know? WrestleMania night two last year with the Fiend and Rainy Orton, then you know, it's a whole new ball game. But I mean, I think for us wrestling fans, we just got to be just there to watch it, and you know, you the listener and viewer, just be there and just take it as it goes. That's all that we can do at this time. Remember, they're in a time where it's a little bit. It's a different time with Vince McMahon, apparently, allegedly, that's our famous word here on Sons of Flip Radio, allegedly yeah, out of, <laughs> yes, allegedly Legend. out of all creative talk. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. And I, do I really think he's out of it? Probably not. But uh, we'll, we will see this weekend as the first maybe turning the page of the Vince McMahon era and ushering in the Triple H era. So... I do um, think it starts on Saturday. Like I, I said at the does. beginning of the pod, you know, Triple H, like it or not, he does have to put forth such a good effort because he will be judged on this. I mean, that's what – it's human nature, right? We, we judge people on things like this, and, and it's going to make or, make them or it's going to break them. I don't think it's going to break them per se. Like, I mean, Triple H, in the eyes of most wrestling fans, can't do any wrong. But, you know, getting on a good foot and getting in the good graces of many other people who might have been soured on the product under Vince could mean a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that a lot of wrestling fans, maybe in his mind, this is like a tryout for him with wrestling fans. So, yeah. I mean... If it Not happens, it no, it does, and I think I think he's he gonna do does, a good job. I think SummerSlam. He's next level. Yeah, with with the he's amount of bring it back to the golden era. Yeah, God, with uh, yeah, I wish, but with the with the amount of what people may say shitty matches, we may get some sneaky returns that will make up for it. I was but gonna say, give me give me some of yours because you you pretty much. Either we're gonna get Charlotte, we're gonna not. I really hope to see Bailey. I think Bailey and Charlotte. I think we'll see Bailey and Charlotte. My biggest one, which would be out of the blue, is we get Gargano. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really there. I'm not really there. I'm not really there on the Gargano thing. I'm there on Charlotte and 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 Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a, a guy can dream. You know, so yeah. I mean, I just want um, I want Rollins to have a match. Well, what if he does the same thing? Like I, I owed a match, I deserve a match. However, on Twitter, he said, you know, he he kind of made peace with it. Mm -hmm. So he, I don't know if that's gay favor or not. Like, uh, you know, it's it's hard to tell. Sometimes. I mean, it depends if he wants to keep it alive. I'm not too sure. I mean, that's probably the only wild card I have in my head, but. Yeah, that's fine. And it's very far fetched, but it is. you know it's fun to have those kind of thoughts because you know it makes wrestling worth watching to see if you finally ever get that moment, right? Mm -hmm. Are we always searching for that one moment of like, oh my god, I called it? Yeah, and I've been that, I've been waiting for that. Majority of the time, I've right? been waiting for that with The Rock for the past two years. So I mean, yeah, same here, brother. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't said his name much, and I haven't said much speculation, but you know. When you listen to us Can next, the fiend come back? I don't know. Don't even get me started. If the fiend comes back, then I'll probably. If the fiend comes don't back, break my TV. don't break my TV. I, I will. Pro I will. I don't even know what I would do if the fiend came back. But if the fiend comes back, then you got to get my reaction and post it on our social media. 
because I don't even know what it would be. But, I mean, you know, stick with us for the ride. You know, next week on a brand new episode of Sons of Flip Radio, we'll give our SummerSlam analysis and what we think and what the future lies for the WWE. We'll see if there's any surprise returns. We'll see if there's any surprise moments for us to talk about, which I'm sure there will be. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, next week we'll be coming back to you as bigger and badder than ever, as we always do. Um... Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, at Sons of Flip Radio. Uh, you can listen to us everywhere and where you get your podcasts, the same as last week, the same as this week, and the same as next week. Um, you can email us at sunsetflippodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Um, so, l- listen, enjoy SummerSlam. Enjoy being a wrestling fan. Enjoy the times. And uh, set those expectations high because they may be coming to you this weekend, but... As always, I am the Million Dollar Father, Mr. Thomas Lee. joined joined with normally on the phone, normally in the room, but on the phone with his daughter Julia, the most handsome dad in the room, Mr. Alex Drayton. Hey, oh, as Julia gives me a hug. Ah, oh, that was thank cute. You. That was cute. We are Sons of Foot Radio. We are out oh, for today. You. Peace, love, and wrestling. And as always, take care. You're.